What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the leadoff on the Peak One Sports Network. We're here to get you ready for your weekend. I'm Ashton with Tony and Landon, and last night, pretty much witnessing the end uh, of an era. Michael Penix Jr. leading the Huskies to 20 straight wins. And one of their biggest wins in program history as they win the final Pac-12 championship game in conference history. And it is Michael Penix and the Huskies on to the CFP. I know when I've uh, talked about conference realignment in the past, you know, obviously this year is a crazy year. Uh, I feel like every year since 2010, 2011, when there was the first conference realignment, that there's been teams moving yeah. uh and, and i kind of like the chaos but it i've never expected a conference just to go away uh back in 2011 i know they were talking about the big 12 was going to go away after a&m left colorado nebraska left uh and they were like yeah texas and texas tech and oklahoma are going to go to the pac 12 and everyone else is going to go to the sec um but that didn't pan out and i really don't know if i expected the pac 12 to go away until like last night it kind of hit me like it's the pac 12 is done that's it yeah there, there's teams still playing representing the pac 12 yeah but it's over you have oregon and washington going to the big 10 along with usc and ucla which is an odd yeah I like even more odd than you uh, uh cal and stanford going to the atlantic i like Coast the conference. geographical conferences yeah, uh, even even Texas now and and o- is Oklahoma going to the SEC? SEC A and M being in the SEC to me that's odd. Um, I mean, I feel like that works though. Like I mean, they it's overlap. A far, it's a far stretch for the East though. Yeah, like, like the Big Ten has always been like the Midwest, and they've kind of reached out to like the Mid Atlantic, which is fine. The Big Twelve and SEC kind of always, you know, because they were a little bit Midwest. You had Arkansas in the Southwest Conference. Your Big 12 to me was always more like the Southwest, but you had Kansas, yeah. Kansas State, Nebraska, Iowa State, Nebraska for a while, Iowa State, um, and it kind of interlooped. But, of course, the Pac-12 and the ACC, those are, by name, they're kind of geographically separated. Yeah, I wish they would keep it more geographically aligned. Yeah. And then you just have more cross-conference matchups. Yeah. Well, now that the Pac-12 Pac is going away, which is kind of weird because all of the teams have already been earmarked for another conference. I expected, like, there would be a couple of teams left. They'll merge with the WAC or the Mountain West or something. Or they'll something bring like. in some lower-tier teams and keep yeah, the but around. It sh- and maybe that comes up where, like, hey, we're just going to rebrand. and we're gonna. But it's like the commissioner was handing out the trophy, and he's like, I don't have a job right now. Like, this is it. I'm I'm done just because they were – like I can't imagine a few months ago when he was arguing and you know they were negotiating TV rights deals that he thought like man they're not not everybody's gonna leave we might lose a couple of teams but is it due to the fact that the PAC conference didn't do a good job of keeping these around and they they did turn a blind eye to what was happening underneath their nose and I mean, they didn't realize it or were they like, like screw a- it you want to leave then leave yeah kind of calling their bluff. Or yeah, it, or them of. being well, naive about it. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but really the schools are mad that they're not getting a bigger cut. Or I guess they're not 
the TV deal contracts with the Pac-12 and whoever, the, the, the networks, wasn't big enough where they were getting a cut. And with USC and UCLA leaving, maybe that was the first threat. That was a while. And even though they announced it, that doesn't mean anything. And maybe the Pac-12 thought, we're not – someone's going to stop this, you know, whether it be the other Pac-12 teams because it's a big hit. I think he figured the other Pac-12 teams would stop this from happening before the other Pac-12 teams decided, screw it, we're out too. You know, because UCLA, I mean, they're they're a, let's say a big draw, but they're a, a big time college football program. You know, um, that's a big loss. Not as much as USC, but when you lose UCLA on top of USC, that's big. Because if you rank, if you rank the prestiges of this, the prestige of the schools in the Pac-12, I mean, UCLA is right up there. And I know Washington and Oregon have had. Um, more success recently and Oregon, you know, money-wise is probably worth a lot more because they're dealing with Nike and things yeah. like that. And everyone loves Oregon and wearing Oregon stuff. Uh, but I think UCLA was up there um, just in, in terms of that procedure. I mean, that's a big loss. And then you have the LA historically, market. Historically, yeah. UCLA is. is and that's what, that's what TV markets are all about the market. And you're losing two teams. You're completely losing the Los Angeles market. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big deal because most college programs aren't in huge markets. And how many of these pack teams are going to the Big Ten? Uh, four. So Washington, Oregon. They'll have them conference to where they'll still play each other. Yeah. And, and, so you'll still have a lot and, of And that's good because you've had, you've had two great games between Washington yeah. and Oregon. So there's kind of, I guess they I mean, were already honestly, I mean, a rivalry. Besides that, does it really matter what conference, like, what conference you're in, the way these teams play. I mean, you've even here towards the end, I mean, I know my Aggies where they were playing like some non-conference like yeah. rice and like some weird games, you know, that they throw it's, in there. It's cool it's, to throw games in there, like old Southwest conference ties. Um, but right now, I mean, to me, A&M, they're, they don't seem like a big 12 team to me anymore. Like you get used to it. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather have Texas, Texas A&M play than Texas being the big 12, just because that's what I'm used to. <clears throat> it'll take some getting used to, but I mean, we have Washington, Oregon. That was some sort of a rivalry in their own minds. Like maybe not so national. I mean, they're right next to their, I think their uh, campuses are like four, four hours apart or something. Uh, they've just played two amazing games. They're going USC, UCLA. That's a rivalry. They're going to be together. Uh, you have Utah moving to the big 12. Now they're going to be reunited with BYU. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State are moving to the Big 12. Uh, Cal Stanford, I mean, I've criticized that rivalry. That that's like that's an overblown rivalry. By the, the overlooked ESPN. story here is the growth of the Big 12. Big 12 yeah. bringing in more quality. Yes, you're losing Texas and Oklahoma. It's it's more well it's a more well rounded conference. Yeah. you don't have. I mean, it's the essentially juggernaut. 12 2.0. Yeah, you don't have the juggernauts that SEC has, and now even really the big 10 because you don't have michigan ohio state teams yeah. like texas ou is a big loss for the big 12 um but talent well i mean look at it oklahoma has won a lot of big 12 championships but and colorado, last year it was colorado's coming to the colorado's big well. coming back that's going to be a big draw just from dion if he can you know get that 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 program winning again but you had kansas state winning beating tcu last year in the big 12 championship Texas, Oklahoma State, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, and, yeah, Texas is in it, but Texas hasn't been in it. 
since 2009 when the last time they won it they it was texas oklahoma a few years ago in the big 12 so big 12 has a lot of other i mean a lot of mid to high level college football programs because you had baylor had a run for a while ocu had a run 12 osu staying in the big 12 osu had a run iowa state had a run if you iowa state's had a run i mean after upsetting just as an early prediction texas tech who's who's the top running team now in the the big 12 um osu osu's up there but you know they've had a lot of big losses like they just so i mean we're gonna see possibly one of these new teams coming in utah utah probably i mean utah kind of ran it's gonna be a favorite yeah i think utah's a good one uh houston had a down year but i think they're they're gonna turn around uh who knows i mean how many teams they have 14 now they're losing two they're gaining four so they'll be back up to 16 is that right 16 teams uh, SEC's up to 16, the Big Ten 16 to 18, um, and the ACC's adding teams. They have they just added SMU as well. Uh, so I think with the playoff expanding to 12 teams, I think there's definite opportunity to to you have an automatic bid tied in with your conference championship because yeah. now you only have four major conferences, yeah. and then you have, just have a bunch of at large bids. So it doesn't matter if. For example, Florida State's playing Louisville. So next year in that scenario, I think Louisville should in the ACC championship game. I think Louisville should get to go to the play a twelve game playoff. Why not? They beat them. You know uh, the same yeah, with Iowa and Michigan have, have representatives Iowa. from the major conferences. Yeah, if Iowa was somehow able to upset Michigan, Iowa gets to go. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think with the fourteen playoff, there's obviously not, not. You win your conference championship, you should. At least get a bid in. Well, when you have twelve spots and now just four major championships, just make it automatic tie-in for four. Um, they're kind of maxed out. It would be hard to add more than eighteen teams, just because you're talking about you want those non-conference games early in the year. You don't want your entire schedule filled up with conference games. Um, and the whole point of the conferences is that you're a true champion because you beat everybody in your division, which. Yeah kind of went away having split divisions in the conferences yeah so you could still do split divisions and, and maybe i you know i've seen them where they do super conferences and there's like four divisions per conference um which i'm not a big fan of but if you had like 20 teams and you did like five but you could end or, up in a situation there that you have a very high ranked team that just falls up short in third in their division but there it's also one two three in division one of sec but it's also one, two, three in the SEC, you know, like one division could be a lot stronger than the other division. So then how do you, how do you I decide mean, that? I mean, you have that, you have that uh, now. I mean, how many SEC championship games have just been fought with Alabama plus whoever, who has no chance of, of doing yeah. anything. They just, they just happened upset. to, yeah. Um, but now you have, it's really hard to imagine two SEC teams being left out. I mean, Alabama would have to lose. Um, but if Alabama beats Georgia, you're not moving Georgia out of there, right? Depending on how they beat them. Um, I mean, there's six, and I don't possibly know how seven can, teams that could be I don't know how in the you playoff. could be the number one team, play with such dominance that Georgia has, and just happen you've, to match up against the other, you know, Goliath in the SEC. Yeah, you've never lose, had, you know, that's... You've never had in the 14 playoff era a team that was number one all year lose a conference championship and get knocked out of the playoff. Because uh, that's always happened in the SEC, and the SEC 
But again, other conference in the NCAA, opponent, the way it's, be it's not a mathematical team. equation. It's human judgment. Yeah, because you're talking when you lose is what matters. People yeah. don't care that Alabama lost early in the season to Texas anymore. Mm-hmm. They're looking about now, and it's like, well, look who they they they're rolling now. Yeah, they're playing because well because you, you're talking about okay, well, if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia's probably not going to fall out because they're playing a where they ranked eighth. Um, Alabama would almost have to be, and they just beat the number one team, right? Um, so you have that, and then okay, Michigan's going to be in unless they lose. Florida State's will be out if they lose. They'll probably be in if they win. You just had Washington win last night. They're obviously going to be in. And then you have Texas trying to get in, which they really need uh, Florida State to lose and then Alabama to lose, just so there's not chaos. I know I know the argument that Texas beat Alabama, but it just makes it easy, an easier path for Texas if Alabama's just out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Ohio State, which not a lot of people are talking about, but they're ranked ahead of Texas and Alabama but they're not playing in a conference championship. So in a scenario that Alabama loses, Florida State loses, Texas loses, uh, then you have maybe Ohio State jumping back in there, or possibly, I don't know, even Oregon. After a close loss, you put Ohio State over Oregon. Uh, and lots of times when Texas is not involved, involved because I'm a fan of Texas, I like the chaos. But it's like I, I want these dominoes to drop just so Texas What happens has, to the has, point in the rankings, though, where – you lose to a high, a top ten team. It doesn't really change your ranking. Just because you lose to them doesn't mean you're going to fall. Yeah. If you lose to a lower ranked team, I understand. Hey, you know what? You don't deserve to not lose lose position. But if you lose to a top ten team, I mean the NCAA, a top ten team, any top ten matchup can you can knock each other off, right? I mean that's yeah. You could play a three game series, and and maybe that would decide better than than a one game it's just who's who's on and who's off for that and game. you'll get that this time of year because obviously if you're up for a conference championship and you know you're four five major conferences as of now uh you're ranked high enough to be in talk of making the playoff and most of the time your opponent will be probably ranked pretty high i mean you have the big 10 where ohio state michigan they're in the same division so it's michigan iowa and you would be and, and like when before the big you know back when the big 12 had 10 teams it didn't matter if that was the case really with the still with the big 10 even though they called the big 10 with i think they have 14 teams right now uh or 12 but um it would just be hey a rematch michigan ohio state as like texas ou got to play in the big 12 championship game and they were going to play if oklahoma state would have lost it would be texas ou again um that again that's your point the problem with having divisions but if you don't have divisions it's hard to rank these teams if they're not playing everybody because you can schedule whatever you want make sure but when you have the uh team that's probably a low let's just throw out there like um it's hard to say i Kansas State, or say Iowa State, because Kansas State was just in the Big 12 championship. But like Iowa State, if you had 14 teams, 16 teams next year without divisions and you're just picking, and you're like, well, Iowa State is Iowa State. But they go on a run, and they do beat a couple of ranked teams, but they don't play Utah. Let's just say they don't play Utah, and Utah goes undefeated in the Big 12, and Oklahoma State goes undefeated in the Big 12, but they had an easier schedule. Like, that's where the division – because in divisions, everybody plays everybody. You earn your right. Uh, 
when the Big 12 was down to 10, everybody played everyone. So they had a true – that was before – I mean, before they brought back the Big 12 championship. They didn't have a championship game. That was the issue with TCU and, and Baylor being ranked like uh, fourth and fifth and not getting a bid to the championship. Well, that's where it makes it back. tough in this playoff scenario. I mean, we all want to see this bracket playoff you know, scenario, but where the NFL has it right and, and it doesn't really work well in NCAA – is, well, you have 32 where, teams in the NFL. Well, I know, that's, but that's what I'm saying is when you have so many college teams outside of playing a 64-team bracket like basketball does, yeah. you're not going to be able to truly find, I, th- I feel like, the true champion of that year. Because in the NFL, they have it right where you play your divisional teams twice. Yeah. If you beat your divisional team tw- divisional team twice, you you dominate over them. One, if it's, one if on if the it's road, a, one If it's a one-and-one and – you know, it's a split, and you two are the top ranked teams. Okay, we we've got something we're fighting for. But when you when you dominate the team twice, okay, anybody can come in here. I mean, Alabama could come in here and beat Georgia this weekend. It doesn't mean anything to me. Georgia is still the number one team. Just because yeah. they lose to a number eight Alabama team doesn't mean they're not the top team. Match them up again in another location. I, I promise you, Georgia wins that game. So then it's a split. So in a scenario where hypothetically, I mean, I think if you're going to value, like, because really conferences mean nothing. Because you're like, well, you should have a, a representative of every conference. Like, well, really, no, really, what difference does it make? You just, in our minds, we put it together because these teams are playing each other that they're in the same conference. Yeah. But really, we're talking about we want the best four teams to play. Well, I mean, look at like how the high school situation works, right? You've got these nationally ranked, and Landon probably knows more about this. You've got nationally ranked teams. They don't really have a true uh, district that they play in. They travel all over the country playing the best of the best to keep these high nat To become nationally ranked, you're not just playing your local district. You have to schedule big-time teams to gain that national. And in some situations, I mean, if anyone's seen the the De La Salle, the movie, I don't know what the name of it is, but maybe it is De, De La Salle the high school team out of California, yeah. right? They struggled to for teams to want to be in their district because they were so dominant mm-hmm. that they said, fine, we'll go schedule games all over the country with the best of the best teams, and that's how you gain your national ranking. Maybe that's what it should come back to is, I know these team, the NCAA, you get to schedule all your non-conference games, and usually they schedule the easiest games they can, or sometimes you have these, these you know, home-and-home home situations like Notre Dame and Texas or something, they'll schedule some yeah. conference. Maybe that's what it needs to be is you want to be top-ranked? Schedule yourself against top-ranked guys. Because, And I'm looking at it. You got a top-25 team, SMU. Who has SMU played that validates them being in the top 25? If, if Texas A&M or Colorado played in one of these lower level, like if that's the teams they play week in and week out, they, they're a top-25 team too. Colorado yeah. is not a bad football team. Colorado's playing in a damn good Pac-12 conference. Yeah. That's why they aren't. You know, people give them crap. Oh, we were there was bandwagoning on these guys for you know six weeks. Well, yeah, when they were playing evenly matched teams like your SMU's, your Tulane at seventeen. I mean, they haven't played Alabama. They haven't played like how are how do, can we justify this ranking system like it is when you've got these conferences, low level conferences. 
teams winning and then working their way in. Well, the same, you know what I mean? The same end. I mean, those big teams have the opportunity now, and some of them do. Like Texas, Alabama have played the last two years. Texas is about to start playing Michigan uh, which for a couple of years. To that point, to me, Alabama doesn't jump Texas. Texas beat them. They scheduled yeah. a high-profile game. Texas has the upper on hand the on Alabama. And Tech- on the road, in my eyes, no matter what happens this weekend, Texas loses, Alabama wins, Texas should still have an upper hand over yeah, and again, it comes back to the point, when did you lose? Yeah. Because um, Texas lost on a last-second touchdown to a team at the time was undefeated, and they're still highly ranked. Oklahoma's still highly ranked. They just had a couple of bad losses um, on a neutral field nonetheless. And that's another situation like we talked about. You've got OSU, Texas, and OU. Well, only two can play in the conference championship, so – you know, it's hard to dump on OU. OU's and a good football team. And that's team. a situation just, why it, it the expansion happened. I mean, yeah. I, st- I still think we'll have this talk like, hey, you're ranked 13th, you're ranked 14th, uh, but Ohio State will still get in. But at the same point, if you're a lower, you know, UCF, we'll bring them up because they a few years ago, and even Coastal Carolina a couple of years ago. Not that I thought that they could have competed in a playoff scenario. But now, like, it's you can blame Texas for hey, you played Rice, you played UTEP, you didn't play a really hard non-conference schedule. You can't blame Coastal Carolina and UCF because they're. I mean, well, UCF's in the Big Twelve now, but a few years ago when they were in the AAC or Conference USA, um, because they just played their schedule. And, and then sometimes those schools have really you know, look at Boise State for a few years, um. You can't. So as I said, the Big Twelve, I mean the uh, twelve team playoff. You can just say, "Why not? We have that random outside team. Let's throw them in. Give them a shot, just so we can throw it out there. Um, we're not limited to four teams where we're trying to make the biggest bang for our buck. We can throw it in there and see what they can do. Um, because if you're if you're not willing to say that, you're like, well, they should be in a better conference or whatever. Then you should have a completely different division for those teams if they don't have a shot. To win a championship out of their conference, yeah, there's no, there's no reason for them to be. You should just make uh, your four major conferences: AAC, Big ACC, Big Twelve, Big Ten, and SEC. Pack those with twenty teams, and that's your Division One NCAA. You're going for the championship. Everybody else can fight for their championship mm-hmm. because there's at this point there's no point if you're not going to allow a team. And I think with a twelve team playoff, uh, you have a chance to put. Automatic bids for winning your major conferences and automatic bids, or maybe not automatic bids, but just have a sense. If there's an undefeated team, you put them in there. You have uh, your James Madison, um, who is, was it Liberty last night playing in the Conference USA? They were undefeated. Is that right? I think they ended up losing. I didn't, I didn't finish that game. But teams like that, like, there's not going to be that many storylines every single year, one, maybe two. Like, they're undefeated. Put them in. I mean, they're playing big time Division One college football. Like, why not? Yeah. Why not throw them in there? Um, a lot of conference championship games happening this weekend. We talked about the Pac-12 championship, Florida State, Louisville, ACC tonight, SEC, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Big Twin, Big Ten, Michigan, Iowa, and then the Big Twelve game today is uh, featuring Texas and Oklahoma State, um, and. And there was a little, a little more of a nugget to that. I know a lot of us would have rather seen Oklahoma, Texas, and it might have helped Texas 
if they would beat Oklahoma over Oklahoma State. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's another wrinkle in this story. As uh, yesterday, police say they found a dead Longhorn on the lawn of an Oklahoma State fraternity house. Um, of course, the day yesterday, the day before the Big Twelve championship was to be played, uh, the carcass. Not to get too graphic here, but the carcass had an expletive carved into its side. Uh, police officer T.J. Law said it's very a very cruel crime that was committed especially right before the game in Oklahoma State, said in a statement that they are appalled at this disturbing display of animal cruelty. Uh, they're investigating it. Some complications because the fraternity house is technically off of campus. Uh, but the police are treating it as any animal cruelty issue, which in Oklahoma is a felony. I mean, this is taking rivalry games, championship games to a, a whole nother yeah, level. Yeah, you're talking about friendly rivalry stuff. Yeah, and, and Oklahoma pigs, State, Texas, not a pigs loose inside of a school that are greased up or yeah. something. Like that. No is, joke. I thought about that. I didn't know how I was going to get the pigs, but I thought it'd be a perfect senior prank to get three pigs, put paint one, two, and four on there. And then they're they're going to be looking for another pig. They're going to be looking for three. three. Yeah. yeah. And then I thought this is a great idea. Then I'm like, I don't even know anybody who has pigs. Uh, but no, this is this goes beyond. And Oklahoma State, Texas isn't. I mean, Oklahoma State may look at Texas as a big rival, um, in in conference rival. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State has upset Texas in in big years before. So, but and I don't know it. It's animal cruelty, nonetheless. It does make a difference. Did you do this while this Longhorn was alive? Did you go find a dead Longhorn? Somehow, I don't even know how you do that, but it does slightly make a difference if you didn't just go out and kill a Longhorn. You found a Longhorn, uh, but Longhorns are pretty big. I don't know how you get get yeah, a dead uh, Longhorn on your lawn. pound or something, you know, yeah. animal. I've had a conversation because my wife's grandfather has land with cows and stuff, and that eventually we may not us, but as a family will take care of. And I'm like thinking even growing up in a small town, like, what do you do when a cow dies? And, and some people have said, well, you just, it'll the wolves will take care of it or whatever. There's people you can call to do. It. Cause I'm like, you're not, you're not going and taking care of that. Cause it's so heavy. So in this case, I don't know. I'm sure a lot will come circle out of life. <laughs> yeah. Circle of life. I'm not, I'm sure more will come out of this. Uh, but you have to imagine, I mean, getting a live Longhorn's not that easy, like transporting it to, no, this is a weird situation. Um, I, I don't think there's a, uh, something that could come out where you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. This is just, even if they're like, Hey, we just found the dead Longhorn. We just carved in, I don't know what the expletive was, but, uh, and it's kind of weird that they found the dead, dead long. Somebody knows something. There was a huge party if they had a longhorn there. I can imagine it probably started with an F and ended with Texas. Yeah. I probably. Can... It didn't say horns down. <laughs> um, It's not their thing, so yeah. that's an OU thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I just I mean, imagine there was a big like fraternity the, party. The, the send away, not to get too lighthearted with it, but is this the send away, the... the goodbye texas you know to the sec kind of thing like a thanks I mean, for leaving us the tech, big 12 tech tried to do that too didn't <laughs> yeah, like 98 put on them so. yeah that, that that didn't work out either see how that one works. um see if this was like a texas oklahoma i'm not saying it's okay at, at all in any sense but it makes sense the um 
I guess you can put the passion in there. Like Yankees, Red Sox, yeah. uh, Duke, North Carolina. You can see like pe- things get out of hand. Yeah. Like they the, the just people are passionate about Oklahoma it. Oklahoma State just had uh, a party with a Longhorn killing it. And then. I mean, do you expect anything else from OSU when you're head coach representative of your school has a mullet and it's just like it it wasn't that surprising to me when i saw this story so which it sounds terrible but it is oklahoma so yeah um look if texas comes I, out and it, texas, i don't think this affects like, texas fans they might make fun of it i don't think you know i don't think like i don't think like i'm not enraged like how could they do like if it was oklahoma texas i, I don't think i'd be outraged but i think i'd feel like I could say that just to Does, stir things up, but Oakland, they're is that, like, is that the problem now that this fraternity's done is stirred it up, and now OSU as a football team has to go try to back that up. You know, does does this give Texas just that little bit? Because I think if Texas comes out and plays like they did against, did against Tech, just not talent talent for talent it was not a close game, but they were so locked in. Like they usually come back no matter the level of team in the second half and they yeah. just they're down. They didn't stop. They put pedal to the metal. They all gas, all game. That was it. So if they come out and do that, this game's not even close. So and that's the thing. I mean But does that it's does college that give, football, we've does seen that it. give Texas just that little bit of okay, you know what? We're just gonna finish this. We're gonna go down as I don't know. I don't think it should. Um Oklahoma's a, Oklahoma State's a good team. They have a chance to win this game. We've all seen crazy things, but it would be a huge upset if they did. So, I think Texas would have to give the game away. Yeah, I don't. If Texas comes out and True. plays their yeah, game, it would. Texas is too talented yeah. and too well coached. I mean, one of the top coaches in the country. Like, if, they would have to give this game away. They would have to fall. Yeah, short. if Texas loses this game, I think more they'll be talking more about what Texas did wrong than what Oklahoma State did right. Uh, but, you know, schools do have pep rallies, you know, and to some extent, right on paper, you know, they could say, I don't even know if it even appropriate to say, like, dehorn the Longhorns or something. But schools do this. Like, they know they're going to get their ass kicked in, in, in a certain sense, even in high school. But you still, hey, we're cheering for it, for this, like, in our own little thing, school spirit. But yeah, to that extent, I think it's an embarrassment. Obviously, the act is an embarrassment alone. Forget the game, forget the sport. The animal cruelty, cruelty is embarrassing. But to do something to such a, na- a national state, to be on a national stage and be a story around the country for a game that you're an underdog in, I think right now it's twenty points. I have to double check. It's it's at least for it's, a championship. It's Conference double championship digit. Games. Yeah, multi multiple. Yeah, it's. It would kind of be, I don't think it would, Oklahoma, like I said, Oklahoma State's a good team. Michigan, Iowa is a completely different, you know, Michigan's way more favored. Michigan's better, I think, than Texas at this point. Iowa, uh, Oklahoma State's better than Iowa, but it would be like Iowa doing something like that. Like, I'm sure Iowa had a pep rally today or last week. Let's beat Michigan. Let's do this. And you kind of understand it's possible, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, I think it's a pretty ballsy move, but again, I have to, I don't think this has anything to do with the Oklahoma state players, the team, uh, it might, but it was just an off-campus fraternity. So Oklahoma state as a whole, uh, you've never seen things like this happen. 
But I'm not. I'm not saying news when when ESPN, it's embarrassing for the school, but yeah. it's not like man, Oklahoma State fans are trash or anything like that. I don't put that on the whole group as an organization. I bet you there's Oklahoma State fans saying, "Really? Did you have to give them a reason to get pumped up even more?" You know, and I'm sure there'll be a reason for us to be in the news. Yeah, <laughs> on a um, national level. Yeah, the team's like, you know, we have our hands full as it is. I'm sure there will be signs or something referring to this at the game. I don't think any Texas fans are mad in a sense. Like, obviously, it's a stupid thing. Yeah, it's I a cruel thing to do. But overall, I don't think it ramps them up. More like yeah. maybe makes it more of a circus atmosphere. Like, really, guys? you Overall, Texas fans are some of the classier fans in the country. I Texas mean, that, fans? Yeah. I'm a Texas I mean, fan. Much, much more I'm a very than, classy Texas much fan. Much more compared to than an OU or OSU. Yeah, I, like, I agree with that. That, You're an A&M fan saying that. That's, I mean, we're classy as well. So, I run this show. I think he's just kind of buttering me up so I don't make his cult. square smaller. You cheer for the state, right? No, we cheer for the cult in our household. So, oh, oh yeah. Um, but I, I'm I'm more like that. Like I, it might change because Texas is going to Texas A&M. I don't look at Texas A&M at Texas A&M as a, a big rival anymore. Just the same. TCU used to not be a big rival to me. Before they were in the big back in the Big Twelve, so like Texas A and M, I pretty much cheer for, unless they're playing Texas, you know. And it'll probably go back with I want TCU to be very successful, um, and then I look at Texas A and M. I don't want them to win. No, I mean normally it's like, how does it affect Texas more than anything? I don't want to see someone lose just to lose. It's like except last Oklahoma. Year, I agree with that. Pretty much all of Texas was a TCU fan at one point last year during the college playoffs. Yeah, I just I. I you just wanted to see them win. Yeah, I mean, once they got blown out, I don't think anyone's like any Texas fan was really rubbing it in. If you were, you're just salty because I I don't like like you said, Oklahoma's kind of that. Like I don't care. I kind of cheer for Oklahoma to win this year just because it would make that loss to te- uh, Texas loss a little look a little better. The better they were, so it's obviously hurt them because they've lost a couple of games. Um, but anyways, we got a lot to talk about today. We see that, uh, that's an early game, the big 12 championship, uh, like this video, subscribe. If you like us hit the like button, if you don't hit it twice, subscribe to our YouTube page, uh, a couple sponsors before we really get too deep into this Betalytics. Don't bet with your gut. Use Betalytics. They use AI machines to predict. Uh, different algorithms, player props. Use promo code PEAK1 and get 25% off when you sign up. And Shank It Golf. Um, man, golf is fun. You should dress like it. You have, go to Shanky Golf. They have a bunch of different apparel options. Crazy hats like the one I'm wearing now. Shirts, polos, quarter zips. Use promo code PEAK1 for 15% off of your order today. Now, uh, big new, uh, big in the news earlier this week. Pretty surprising, Mark Cuban selling the majority share or majority stake in the Dallas Mavericks. That kind of, which comes like a day after he announced he was stepping down from Shark Tank after like. And I got the 15 alert. Fifteen seasons. Or yeah, something. I got the alert on my phone, and the fr- I didn't. I was driving, so I didn't really read into it. So I, I looked at my wife. She's like, "Really?" And I thought, I was like, "Is Mark Cuban sick or something?" Because he, ju- yeah, he just announced he's done with Shark Tank. That's what I was expecting. I was, I was thinking, oh, crap, this is, this is serious. Uh, but really, 
he he's selling his his uh, share to billionaire Miriam Adelson for two billion dollars worth of stock. Um, he's gonna stay in charge and uh, um, run the team, the head of basketball operations. Um, Cuban's hope is that the Mavs will build a new arena in the middle of a casino resort in Dallas or in DFW. Obviously, gambling is not legal in Texas. So I think part of this is bringing the Adelson family, big family in Las Vegas, to Dallas to kind of you push their money around. Austin, maybe strong arm politicians into uh, legalized gambling here in Texas so they can, and and Cubans kind of talked about that before, obviously before this, that he wants the new Mavericks arena to have like a sports booking area where you can go and bet on sports. Um, This is a good, I think is a strategic move because Adelson, you know, Mark Cuban's side of political aisle, not to get too political, doesn't really jive up with Texas's side of the political aisle. Adelson's does. So uh, I think putting Adelson in this position where Miriam Adelson in particular, but the whole family as a whole um, can get things done in Texas. What are y'all thoughts on it? Yeah. You know, there was rumors also that he was looking for a presidential bid, you know, maybe needing the cash to fund a a political campaign. Of course, I think it's too late. And even then, you know, buying the Mavericks for three, 325 million. Back in 2000, 285, 285 to selling 3.5 part of the stake for $2 billion. Yeah, they're worth three or the valuation was 3.5 billion. If you're looking at the numbers here, you know, and there's also some stories and, you know, conspiracies in, in 2020, was it that 2021 Mark Cuban bought Mustang, Texas. Like he, he did. No, he, he bought the, and I thought and that was, a, that a was 77 acre town. I don't know, roughly an hour South of Dallas. That's the first thing I thought um, was building a casino resort there. So what's been reported is in Mustang. I mean, in 2020, the census had a population of zero. I think it's actually like a population of 24 in this town that he owns. Yeah. That they're tearing down a lot of the old buildings that are there. And there's a lot of demolition going on. That And that was the, the thought is, is he clearing this, getting this ready to make this entire town, like build his own city, but build a resort for like windstar type yeah. situation i thought that then they said he wants to put a, a the new arena in the middle of a resort i mean i guess you could have multiple resorts one in dallas one in dallas one here in mustang which is what like 40 minutes south of dallas something like that something yeah. like that <clears throat> um but i thought too i wouldn't call it a conspiracy theorist because i don't think this is the plan but i think it could turn bad because you're relying on politics to, policies to change in the state big ones where not only i mean there's politicians in texas you could say what what's the issue with it and most people say it's a moral thing that's why they don't i don't think that so much as it was it used to be but now you have windstar right across the board in oklahoma you have Choctaw, right across the board, just both a couple hours away from DFW, that there's a lot of money invested in those that are keeping it like Louisiana as well. Louisiana, Shreveport, yeah. So what happens to those? Like, they're they're not going to go away. They have, you know, nationwide How much money fame. is funneled into yeah, those Just from Texas. Just from Texas, yeah. Because anywhere else in the country, sure, you have to plan a trip. How many times have you thought, man, 
I kind of want to go to Windstar tonight. Just pack a quick bag, two hour drive up, up there, stay there for the night, you know, or I'm sure people go up there, gamble and come back. Uh, yeah, there is a big, that's 8 million people in DFW just a couple hours away. Obviously that's the draw for Shreveport, Choctaw, or the Shreveport has multiple casinos. Windstar is there geared towards DFW. You look at Windstar is the official casino of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Choctaw sponsors the Mavericks. Choctaw is the name of the stadium, Old Ranger Stadium, where they play rugby and high school, high school football. football and the XFL. And um, There's big footprints or fingerprints, whatever you want to say, here in DFW. Yeah. But think where is Adelson from Vegas what's missing in Vegas right now basketball team a basketball team it would be a big deal like why would you move a team outside or inside of the top five market the number four market in the country so you think okay what teams recently what franchises have recently moved away you just think think of big franchises Los Angeles Houston, why did those teams move? Stadiums. So let's say they can't get this done. I don't think it's an automatic flip of the switch. Hey, gambling is going to come to Texas. So they're they're going to bid against the state to say, hey, you legalize gambling, allow us to build this or massive the resort the- stadium, or we take the Mavericks to Las Vegas. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's a plan at all. We're in the which, back of which maybe not for Mark Cuban. I'm sure Mark Cuban loves the city, that, loves the state, a state that has. Two additional basketball teams with three teams. Yeah. They don't want to lose. I mean, that's big revenue for the state. I mean, that would be one of the biggest crushing things. Very successful to the city. teams, too. Last last year was the first time in 18 years that there were no Texas basketball teams in the playoffs. But how devastating would that be to the city of Dallas if you lost the Mavericks being right there in downtown? So, I mean, uh, the mayor of Dallas. <clears throat> is big on sports because he's he's lobbying to get a second team in the NFL team in Dallas. Uh, so obviously he would do what he can. Um, I, I don't think there's any issue with getting a stadium built. I think Dallas will roll. I mean, but do sure they, they hold their ground them. on having the casino resort tied to that? See, see, is that's that, what is I that want where it comes down to. It says we don't want a stadium unless we can have. I don't think it's a thought in anybody in Mark. But even maybe Adelson, they're like, worst case, we move the team to Vegas. I mean, do they have to? They would have to move outside of Dallas to build something like this. Outside of city limits, yeah. I've I've heard of old Cowboy Stadium, like Irving, possibly. There's how many acres out there where the old Cowboy Stadium used to be? Uh, I mean, really, the Mavericks, the I mean, the Cowboys, the Rangers don't play in Dallas. I'm sure the stars are going to be in on this to the city of Dallas because they yeah. don't have that revenue. Yeah, but I mean, but you're still Dallas. The city of Dallas benefits from the Dallas Cowboys. They're called the Dallas Cowboys. It was a hit. I mean, they lost the Cowboys in the 70s because they were in Irving. So I mean, it wasn't as big as just a hit. like saying I'm going to New York or something like the term Dallas is used very loosely. The entire metroplex. I tell is people I'm from Dallas. Dallas. I yeah. li- I'm just outside when of Fort. When you I tell c- somebody like, "Oh, I'm," you know, they think of Dallas, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I liked it in Dallas." No, you weren't in Dallas. Yeah. You were in Arlington. I, uh, you were in Fort Worth. You I have pride. We're like, yeah, Fort Worth and Dallas are different, but mm-hmm. I have no problem telling people I'm from Dallas. I think it's a it's a pride deal. I 
Yeah. I go to Dallas quite a bit. I like I mean, Dallas. I it is the Dallas Metroplex. It's Dallas. I, I usually say like the DFW. the Houston metro area. But or- you say Metroplex, DFW. That's synonymous around the country, maybe even worldwide, that that's Dallas, Fort Worth, or yeah. Dallas. In general, hell, the airport is DFW Airport. Uh, the airspace around is considered Fort Worth, not Dallas. Um, but it's essentially, I mean, look at, you know, uh, where the 49er stadium is like 40 minutes outside of San Francisco. Yeah. That's what teams do now. Um, New York right? jets and the giants are going to play in the state of New York. Yeah. Buffalo, the Buffalo bills are the only team that play in the state of New York. Yeah. Um, but again, it's right across the river. It's like 10 minute. Well, should be a 10 minute drive depending on traffic, but you know, it's depending on which we go. If we, if we go to Dallas, we might go a different way than if we went to Arlington, you can go a different way, but we're all within an hour of that. Um, but that's a worry in my mind that that if things go south, like what what are they going to do? I think in today's sports, that's not professional sports, especially. It's not out of the realm of possibility that that because they're happen. not the Dallas Cowboys. The Mavericks are a relatively prestigious franchise. They've uh, had a lot of history. They've um, you know had a lot of success they have one of the best players in the league but the nba might think hey is luca in vegas over dallas and then again if this happened it would be five to ten years down the road they're not gonna make a decision in a couple of years uh to keep or not keep a team um it would be devastating but i don't know i think it's not out of the realm of possibility again i don't think this is the plan and maybe that's where mark cuban is with this is this gives him more opportunity like of course he's going to stay and he's going to continue basketball operations in the organization but this gives him the opportunity to start lobbying and really pushing to get this and then he maybe is the the front runner in leading this resort stadium he owns that and they get the team you know yeah he owns everything else and that team plays you're looking because yeah, Adelson's obviously Miriam Adelson, she's in her seventies, <clears throat> but it's like a family deal. Was it her daughter play is on Shark Tank in Israel? I don't Israel know. Shark Tank. It's somebody, her daughter or niece or someone, <clears throat> which is another tie-in. Um, but Mark Cuban's sixty-five, so you assume you get legislation change, you get a stadium in mind planned, even NBA arenas. It's going to take three, you know, three years once it's. You break ground. I think it will take two to three years now. Um, all that playing, you're talking about seven years down the road, something like that. He'll be in his 70s. So at that point, it's like, I'm good. I'm not going to run a team anymore. Um, he just facilitate, facilitates his transition and gets in the casino building. Because I remember a couple of years ago, they were talking about New Arena having the sports booking deal in there. Uh, so it's been on his mind. And then obviously, I didn't think it when he bought uh, the town that he had this in mind. I thought it was weird. I'm like, he has something up his sleeve, but well, when this came out, that's, that's what that's I thought part of testing this out. I mean, it would be no reason. I mean, he could build a resort here and, and have it facilitated and ready for the gambling aspect. Just not build that portion. I mean, of I mean, he could, that Adelson's might own start. multiple, but I mean, m- might own multiple casino resorts in Vegas. So it's not weird to, I have one in Dallas, and I have one down in what's Mustang. The name of it? Mustang. You should change. You should go ahead and change the team name, the name of the city to Maverick, or something like that. Because that's why I almost said 
but that that wouldn't be right. Yeah, that gets a little more deep into postal codes and is but, that another name of a town? And but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a Maverick Texas somewhere. But I think we'll keep you up to date on that. But I think that might be a future sports. Yeah, I think that's going to be a long a long term conversation for sure. For if, years, if everything so. goes as planned, Mavericks might have a new arena in a casino resort 10 years from now because it would take years to build it, it takes years to get the legislation done years to design it yeah um it's down the road and in a situation where they possibly lose the team which i think is very unlikely but there's a possibility because you look at why do teams move nowadays they don't get stadiums uh and this would be more of the resort situation i'm sure dallas would be happy to get them a stadium uh, a new arena, especially now that you have Adelson, they can throw up their money towards it too. Uh, but it, it's something to look at, and um, I think six months to a year down the road, you you could have a sports biz episode talking about this. You'd have enough information to get really dig down deep yeah. in there. Um, something else we want to talk about: um, the Washington Commanders are being sued, or they've had had a lawsuit since September. Um, by the Native American Guardians Association for defaming the group. The suit arises after the commander's employee called uh, the group fake. I'm not sure what his context was in that. Like it's a, a Native American group in that climate a few years ago when they changed the name claiming that Redskin wasn't a bad name. Like it was, you know, we'll get into that, what that the meaning is. Um, Politically, you could say, oh, that's fake. It's just people, you know, they don't want the name changed. Uh, the lawsuit also alleges that the commanders worked with the National Congress of American Indians to remove, remove the former name and not bring it back, saying, quote, silencing 90% of Native Americans. Uh, every time the Redskins took the field, uh, they were honoring Chief White Calf. A Chief White Calf, they should continue to do, uh, to do so and honor that. I mean, I look at this in a sense that I am a patriot of this country mm -hmm. and I don't look at the Patriots as making fun of them. I mean, yes, they have a cartoonish kind of an old, right? The Logo. argument would be the name because they completely changed it away from native Americans. I get honoring white calf. I think the argument would be the term Redskin that we kind of just grew up with. I've never, I mean, we haven't grown up grown up around uh, Native Americans. Not not all to know a if group that was to a know. Yeah, where term that wasn't. Yeah, and we've never like in our lifetime or I've never known anybody to use that term anything but talking about the team, which in sports we don't know how teams. You know, I I, I sometimes want to look outside of somebody who's a sports fan and wonder, like the Phillies. The Lakers, which I know the Los Angeles Lakers used to be the the Great Lakes because they were Minneapolis. But it's just like random names that we don't think anything of. Lakers is kind of a weird name. Like, it's the Lakers. You don't think about it because you know it, but if you really dig it's into the term, it, it's like, hmm, why? what is like, a Laker? What is, what is a Yankee? What is, I mean, well, you know what a Yankee is, but that, that's not a common team. It's not but the Eagles, like the Cal term as well. Like, oh, you're a Yankee, you know, from your, like, that couldn't that be derogatory? Like, it can be. Um, <laughs> I always think it's not a good practice to try and not that Yankee has anything to do with white people, but I think it's not a good practice when I understand what you're saying, 
the term is like Texan for the same reason that may be more of a pride thing anyways, the Houston Texans. Um, but when you start getting the argument of assuming white people can be made fun of derogatory, not that they can't, but that's what you're saying. And again, you know, outside of human history, I haven't lived that. I'm not saying I've never experienced white privilege or anything like that, but I didn't, you know, build this country for white people or whatever you want to say history was done with. Um, I absolutely think uh, white people can, can be made fun of and in a derogatory sense, but from the standpoint of an argument, it's almost like you can't, you can't say that too. But again, Patriot but is that like, is that the argument is that that term was, I don't know the term. I mean, why it does, we can't sit around and allow, I mean, let's just throw it out there. White people to judge what's racist and what's not to, True. to other, like that's the issue is we're dealing this is with. the native American group saying they, didn't like the change. Yeah. Um, Redskin, I don't know what the term was used for back in the day. Uh, from terms of derogatory terms nowadays, it does sound like it might have been, but that may have not not been the case if you compare. I'm I mean, I guess give you no one has other... issues with Seminoles, Braves. I mean, I mean some people have. Indians. Like, why Indians, did the Indians? Why yeah, did Indians that? is not derogatory at all. Yeah, I don't understand that one either. Um, like, but you have, you know, Texans, Patriots, Cowboys. I, see, I absolutely can see where they're coming from. And it's been noted on this show plenty of times and other things. Like, I'm 100%. Like, I like the Redskins name. Even though they're a division rival to my Cowboys. Like, I like the Redskins. I like their logos, their colors, like the it's like Cowboys versus the, Indians when they all play. But the stuff they always did, like I like that franchise for the yeah. most part. Not Daniel Snyder, but I like the Redskins. You know, and losing them to the Commanders, like that's that's stupid. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't like the was... Commanders' name. I think it was terrible. I think they could have done so much better. Yeah, like. I just don't understand. And then you, you know, at that same time when that's happening, it's like, oh, we got to get rid of the Indians and the Chief Wahoo that they use. Like, those are so iconic. Like, it's from it, what I can find, it originated in like northern Canada with the French. And when the British came, they called them Red Indians at first. And then okay. it just ended up being like they called them Red Man for a little bit. And then, which is a pretty so, like, derogatory term. Well, but well, like, you I got, mean, not 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 with any ill intent so back it, then. I don't know. It's just I've, a way to. It says originated as a literate, literal translation of Native American term used to differentiate Indians from other Americans. Okay, so uh, in terms of today, it would be considered derogatory uh, because, well. Because they're derogatory terms, derogatory you, a white man yeah, that lives in the exactly. suburbs, and like, like, um, that's well, from a point that I'm not going to go off and say derogatory terms, other racist derogatory terms right now, or derogatory terms that have to do with races, but now you can't distinguish people that way, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's right, wrong, whatever. I'm saying I can't distinguish you because of the color of your skin. You're a white man and you're a different, you're not a white man. Um, whether there was ill intent, I'm not saying it the way was, was going away though from the commanders. And I think this maybe was you, could you not have kept everything you had and just changed the name from Redskins to that's what my thing another is another keep, 
keep the term that was appropriate chief white cap calf on the helmet and just come up with another term i don't think you could have it's like they they went to change indians they went fine screw it you don't want it we're gonna we're not even gonna acknowledge you at all you know and i think that's the concern now i mean and i don't know i'm not like a native american activist or anything but the representation i feel like of the native american culture is less and less year after year you know they're getting pushed out of the areas so not to get not to get political but it's almost like when there was a controversy with uh minority caricatures on food brands and boxes and then somebody kind of made fun of it as like yeah you took the lando lakes away you took the you know other ones away where when you go into a store the only people the characters you see on food are white and you took away it's like what are we really not that that's that's what they're trying to do but what are you doing that's what i was my point was earlier who pushed this these name changes these things like the man not the white it is you're right no it is the man like the white like you're letting a culture stir something up you can find you can find a group like represented by that a to when i have a female with short hair colored nose rings telling me that i'm racist or that that you can't this for black people like come on like what do you know about what black people have gone through what do you know what native americans have gone through what do you know as a white female in this country like you don't know what they've gone through why are you trying to be an activist for them yeah you and i can fight it but we can't be the activist for it to represent because we don't know we aren't in that i I don't think in my life i've ever talked to a native american i I don't know if i've ever met one yeah it's, it's yeah, um, so how can you go and full, say full how can you go and say, well, that's 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 racial that you can't say these things about like you don't know you you don't it's it's hard to have an opinion about something if you don't have firsthand knowledge. Not that yeah. you can't have an opinion, but to have such a big vocal opinion about this, but you don't have firsthand knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Do the did the Native Americans are you know in a majority have an issue with the name Redskin? According, uh, not according to the national, uh, the Native American Guardians Association, they said ninety percent of Native American voices were silenced in that situation. That's what I'm talking um, about. That's, that's kind of interesting. I don't know because you know the Indians changed to the Guardians. I'm sure that had nothing to do with Native American terms, but you know, Native American mythical, Guardians. But yeah, Guardians. So they kind of stayed in the same. So um, with the Braves and the Seminoles. But again, Indians, I think you could I love that name. Like I love the Indians. Like I think you could change back. And use the same logo. I mean, the chief. Um, with a different because the Chiefs, Chiefs are referring to Native Americans only because as well. they didn't use the image of a Native American on there, and they weren't called the Redskins. I don't think that people are smart enough to realize what the actual their logo is. I, the I same, don't think people realize what it is. The same with the Indians as well. The Cleveland Indians, they're the Indians because they had the first Indian baseball player to play on their team. Mm-hmm. And it was, and a they named it. They were like the Cleveland Spiders before that, uh, and they came up with that. I think a controversy or uh, there was the another was Cleveland probably, Spiders, <clears throat> but there's uh, probably controversy with that at the time that people were like, if the Dodgers, Brooklyn Dodgers, would have changed their name to the Blacks because Jackie Robinson, they were representing Jackie Robinson, yeah. like everyone would have lost their minds. So, yeah. Not, no, not that. The point I'm making is if you're just going to say they're using it as a mascot, like, well, this is, we have to understand the it's history a representation of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, 
you can have all the best intentions of the world again that doesn't make it right in the context of today uh to any sense which sucks in today's day and age where we can't just separate none of this when all this happened you know when they going through the name change was around 2020 when yeah like and I know we talked about this. Like it was a controversy for a few years. Why before can't too. sports be sports and politics be politics? Why yeah, are we just merge so we, much? Yeah, you might as well just name every team an animal, and then no, you're going to have the SPCA. Animal, yeah, the SBCA. You're going to have animal activists coming out. I mean, this is cruelty to dolphins to be named the the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. That's cruelty to them. You can't do that. And, and it sounds crazy, and I obviously you're being over yeah. facetious, but. That could be a possibility in 10 or 20 years. You're right. Um, it would have to come with some dolphin being human. Or let's go back to the Longhorns. He killed a Longhorn. Was somebody, somebody going to come out and say, well, if they weren't named the Longhorns, the Longhorn Nobody wouldn't have done been. it. Yeah, his name would uh, that, That's all it does. And again, that doesn't mean anything's going to happen. They talked about they should change the name of the Texas Rangers because the law enforcement was pretty controversial. Some writer in Chicago. Yeah. They've talked They've talked about the Chiefs changing because their name, it, it the Braves, makes, the it, Seminoles. It, yeah, it makes big headlines when you do that. There's uh, in this cancel culture especially, that we're especially in. in politics, there's always a vocal minority where I think um, not to get into too many issues or, or, or tell you what I believe or care about or anything, that in certain issues when there's a vocal and you say, This is wrong, you're terrible if you feel this way. Um there are people that feel that way regardless. And when you're not on a podcast or a radio show or a writer, you're just a normal American with a normal job, you know, whatever. You're not going to go out necessarily and try to fight that. Like, well, I don't want to be put in a magnifying glass and then think I'm a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, because I think what they're saying is ridiculous. So that's when the vocal minority comes into play where you have most people believing one way, but they're not going to come out. The majority's not going to come out and say, because it's, it's ridiculous. You see what happens when you they don't want to get attacked yeah. in the history. Like if you in the history look like a hero, we, we think of figures like that, Martin Luther King Jr. But you don't think about, I mean, obviously he was assassinated. You think about that, but like, what did he go through him and his family for years and years and years? And you see people like, oh yeah, they fought, they fought. And then you don't really see how hard it was for them yeah. to fight. Most people, uh, not for nothing don't want to do that and i couldn't you know there are a lot of things i feel passionate about that doesn't mean i'm going to go out and talk about them and say this is ridiculous and put magnifying glass on my family for you know people on social media to give us death threats and yeah things like this and then ruin this whole thing we have going here because we're just talking about sports yeah uh, before we run out of time and get canceled and get canceled uh we'll move to some baseball news shohei otani has narrowed down his teams. Um, a little bit surprising here that um, I think it was more of the Rangers backing out. I, maybe the number was coming too high. Uh, but it's down to three teams, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays kind of – I've been hearing the Blue Jays, but I kept – that's weird that they're still in on it because Angels are still kind of there. They're in their bidding. I mean, um, they're kind of still like a, a mid-tier team. I mean, that's – does he, he would he not want to go to a team that's like truly competing right well, now? Well, I think like the Dodgers. I, mean, I think the Dodgers seems like a good fit. I think the Dodgers um, <clears throat> help because you know flying back to Japan that's much Keeps closer. Keeps them on that the West Coast. Um, Cubs. I, I think too. You want to. 
mean, the Cubs is a team that would make a big splash like that. They they're a big team, and I know any team he plays for will probably get a lot of games broadcasted it, over. And in even Japan. with the Rangers winning the World Series, it's still a pretty small market baseball team. Yeah. Uh, again, we talked about the fourth biggest market in the country. Obviously, they have money, but baseball but, wise, it's not. But well, when you're looking at they spent money, they've won a World Series, and there's a big market in free agency this year. Like this isn't their like, only I, option. I just don't think people come. I mean, this has been the argument here. You it's have better with the new stadium, but this wasn't a destination. You have, and I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. after we almost probably got canceled for our past <clears> segment. <throat> the new Japanese pitcher coming. You. I'm not even going to pretend to try to say his name. I know his name. I just on yeah. top of my head, I can't. I don't want to butcher it. And, um, they have that option, which they're not favorites in that. They have that. Um, there's a lot of pitchers in the market. Not that Otani oh, wouldn't be a pitcher for a couple of years. It's like I think it's a it's a once in needs thing. Like mm-hmm. you you really need pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You don't you, need you a could hitter. use you Otani could use would be amazing as a DH. Otani would fit great with this team. In the but sense for the money that you're going to spend for you, a DH, you like don't yeah exactly. Yeah. You don't have a team a player on this team that you have to put in a DH because he's not a very good fielder. Yeah. Otani works. Uh, he could be a fourth outfielder, or maybe even fifth if you you know bring up Lang. Uh, I think he fits very well, but the for the price, price, I think that's the point. You'd spend that price for a guy that's in a, a future pitcher, five, a future, probably he, slightly above average pitcher. And maybe if he, he doesn't come back it. to pitch. Like we, yeah. we don't know how he's going to work. And maybe that was part of it. He says I don't, in these meetings, I don't know. Cause he's, they're being a lot more, uh, they're giving a lot more information in these meetings than everybody else. Is I hearing. mean, if the Rangers want to continue to be a contender, they're going to have to go and contend in free agency. I don't think Otani, like like you said, it'd be a great fit here. We need pitching. The Rangers need pitching. It's right now. Would you rather eat really great in possibly eat really great in three to four years or eat pretty good eight times right now? I think it's one of those situations where you could go get two Cy Young's and three guys who are on pace to win a Cy Young for what you're going to pay for somebody who might never pitch again. He, um, he, he's adding to something they already have mm-hmm. is players. They're already waiting. Pitchers. They're already waiting on to come back with DeGrom. Um, Scherzer, I think is fine to pitch today, but he's still going to be questionable. Be. Like yeah. you already have DeGrom you're waiting on for, for later next year. So, you're putting you're gonna more have money, you're gonna money tied up. You're gonna have your top two paid player. I think Degrom's <laughs> their top player right now, paid player. Uh, but you're gonna have pay, basically your top two paid pitchers aren't even pitching next year. Maybe Degrom pitches late next year. Well, and I think um, you, I think that's just a bad situation. If the Rangers don't in. come through in the World Series, and we see how Bochi managed this, what pitching staff he had, which was the biggest knock on this team. Nobody believed they could have got even gotten to the World Series gotten past Houston and they got in there and won the damn thing Yeah, with the pitching staff they have. Like they trust in Bruce Bochy to be able to manage. So they're looking at us. We don't need the top guy that honestly isn't going to be able here next year to pitch. For um, us. Let's go, let's go improve our staff just a little bit. And we can, we're a contender again. I think with Otani, because he does, it will eventually probably pitch that he's worth the money and he's going to make you money as well. Um, it's not a question of his worth, but we don't know the Rangers 
budget. Depending, they may think if we get Otani, that's all the big moves we're going to make. Which that may be a situation where here's our number. If we can get Otani, we can still we have to make other big moves pitching wise. Like if you bring Montgomery back, I still I still think you outkicked your coverage and winning the World Series. You obviously weren't a favorite. Yeah. Uh, I think the way you get that experience and now I I think that moves you up because you don't have a bunch of. Uh, most of their players you can consider veterans now. You got Evan Carter, who got the most outrageous experience mm-hmm. <laughs> to start a career. Now, never expected that. Na- now you now he comes he in. in now he comes in next year. <clears throat> He's cool, man. This they is just a starter. regular game. Yeah, this is a regular game. I just played in the World Series a few months ago, uh, so I'm fine with them. I thought it was a pipe dream until a couple of guys said, "Hey, Rangers were at the top of his list." I didn't think it was going to happen anyways. Then you get your hopes up, but there are a lot of quality free agents where they can still have an A plus, uh, A plus off season, uh, spend big money, uh, one way or the other. Um, but I, I agree. They need pitching more now because again, even if he comes back to pitch, we saw it this year, he was a good pitcher, but he wasn't a Cy Young contender this year. I don't think he ever will be. Um, He'll be in a position now having another Tommy John surgery that how the Rangers treated DeGrom or he, you have any kind of soreness, you're out for, you're not pitching for a few weeks because it works out that after Tommy John surgery, he can still play next year, just can't pitch. But if he has another surgery in the middle of the year, he can't even play now. Uh, If we have Tommy John surgery, your arms in a sling for a while, you obviously can't play outfield at all you are 100 percent of dh yeah um it would be a good fit but i i don't for the money and the other opportunities you have to sign players uh i think you would be making your roster top heavy with pitchers that can't pitch right now yeah i agree all right guys thanks for tuning in i i think we ran over a little bit i have no idea what time we started doing this um uh, what are we at, Landon? An hour and ten. Oh, we're doing right, good. Got, we're doing good on time. You get ten minutes of bonus coverage from us. Yeah, for free. We're not even gonna charge you for that. I mean, if you want to, we'll put our Venmos in the bottom. If you want to, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, make sure to subscribe. Uh, go check out Shank It Golf. Go check out Betalytics. Uh, until next Saturday, we'll see you guys. Thanks. <laughs>